Hey, I'm Kevin Burke, 93 Dizzy Dean World Series champion. My eight-year-old team won 50 games last year, and I have so many rings and trophies, I can't even keep up with them all. Wait, you're saying nobody cares? That that That's not going to get my kid to the big leagues? All right, all right. Let's talk about what really matters. Welcome to the Elbow Up Youth Baseball Podcast. First-hand and real-time experience, stories, advice, and lessons learned. Some the hard way by me, a former player, lifelong fan, and now dad and coach. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Elbow Up Youth Baseball Podcast. I'm Kevin Burke. And before we get started, if you're not subscribed to the email list, please do so now. Go to getelbowup.com. Type in your email address. It's free. There's no spam. And you also can unsubscribe easily at any time if you don't find value in what I send. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast in your podcast player. And especially if you if you don't mind, leave a rating and a comment um, that really helps um, as we continue to try to grow the audience. Um, today, we're going to talk about the case for playing multiple sports. So I've long been a proponent of young athletes playing multiple sports. I think there are so many benefits to learning different skill sets, playing with different teammates, playing for different coaches, and taking mental and physical breaks from the daily grind, among other things. Um, also, quick story. If you've heard me before, you've heard this, but just bear with me for 30 seconds. So my brother signed with Vanderbilt out of high school. He was a first round draft pick, so he never went to Vandy, uh, but he was a left-handed pitcher and outfielder. He threw 90 plus from the left side. He hit doubles and home runs. Um, he was also, though, an all-state linebacker for the football team in high school, and he won his high school's dunk contest his senior year. And the reason I'm telling you that is I never read a scouting report before the draft that did not mention his athletic ability, that he played linebacker for the football team, and that he won that dunk contest. He never would have been the athlete he was if he only played baseball, which means he wouldn't have had the same speed, agility, strength, and competitive advantage if he had just been a one-sport guy. But here's why I'm telling you this story. As summer and fall baseball seasons were winding down, I, I get a lot of questions um, specifically, though, about what to do in the offseason to help get ready for the next season. Right. How do I get better? How do I get throw faster? How do I hit for power? Um, just basically, you know, what do I need to work on? And I always begin my answer to the question with take some time off first, followed closely with play another sport. And then, of course, we talk about lessons, strength and conditioning, family time, etc. And truthfully, the answer begins to change as the player gets older. But as usual, I want to focus here on the younger guys, you know, maybe six to 12 year olds. Um, and so with that as the backdrop, I saw a Facebook post the other day in one of the groups I'm in. And, and, it, and I'm just I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it starts out saying, as a general rule, stop using play other sports in quotation as a constant refrain when asked about off-season development. And it talks about playing sports, multiple sports isn't what everybody wants to do. And it talks about, you know, just strength and conditioning can um, 
it can be sufficient enough for building different muscular groups and skill sets. And it talks about, you know, not forcing your kid to play a sport he hates. And it talks about um, some pros on TV who played multiple sports and, you know, why or why they didn't, et cetera. And it got me thinking, one, I think that's terrible advice, but but to each his own. Um, but two, I, I want to go through each of these points and explain why I feel as as I do. Um, I always clarify, I probably say this, it's it's overkill really, but there's always exceptions. Um, I don't think anything I say is necessarily 100% perfect for everybody. And of course, there are, are people who are, you know, they've got a six-year-old kid or they got a 12-year-old kid. They got some going into middle school. It, you know, there's always exceptions. But generally speaking, guys, you know, this this covers most everybody. Um, I'll start out. So kids, well, let's back up. So the, the point that he made, the fourth point, talking about these elite athletes um, did not play. Um, they're not elite athletes because they played multiple sports. They're elite. They played multiple sports because they're elite athletes. And I, I just that's to me, that's false. Um, kids aren't just born elite athletes, right? There are absolutely genetic advantages, um, freaks of nature that are born with more, you know, natural size, strength, speed, agility, et cetera. But they don't just come out of the womb ready to play in the in the big leagues or in the NFL or NBA. They're elite athletes because they played multiple sports early and often and mostly with less structure and training than we have today, uh, especially at the younger ages. And again, there's always exceptions, but these guys were born into families that encouraged being outside playing with balls of all sports. They spent the time learning by doing and they kept their bodies moving at different speeds and in different directions for much of the year. There are others that spent their time outside the house playing football, basketball, baseball, or any other ball that would keep them away from their unfortunate situation inside the house. You hear stories all the time, um, you know, of, of these professional athletes and, and, and what kind of where they came from, right? Often it kept them out of trouble. And the byproduct was becoming a better athlete because they spent so much time doing it. You know, an analogy quickly, you don't become an elite video gamer because you were just born smart. I mean, obviously, if you're more analytical or strategic, you can do better in certain games. But to become an elite gamer, you spend hours and hours and hours playing. And I think becoming a better athlete or baseball player is no different. So what if your son doesn't want to play other sports? That was one of the points made in the post. Well, I answer this by leaning on my experience um, of over 20 years coaching young, young athletes, um, they don't just not want to play other sports. Um, they are a product of you as a parent and their environment, and you have to encourage them early to play other sports and get involved in other activities. If you feed them the same food three times a day for the first six years of their life and you never expose them to anything else, that's all they're going to want. That's all they know. And I, I just I don't understand why we even give them the option when they're young. Now, I'm not saying we have to have this regimen of you're going to play this sport and this sport and this sport no matter what. But we have to encourage and set some boundaries. Right. If you ask them what they really wanted to do, <laughs> they most of them would tell you they'd prefer to sit in their room and play Madden 22 or Fortnite all day with their buddies online. But you don't let them do that because you know that's not what's best for them. So like at my house, for example, and I've got now a 20-year-old and an 11-year-old, 
it's not an option at my house. Now, my son, my younger son, now I'll talk about him because he's within this age bracket. Um, he fall, he pretty much falls into what I just said. He would love to play in his room on his games all day. Doesn't mean he doesn't like playing sports, but I have to set boundaries or limits, right? Or else he's going to do just what feels good in the moment. Um, so I tell him every year, my wife and I tell him every year, we don't really care what you do or what you play, but you're going to do some activity that keeps you moving and busy. And it's not baseball. So we play baseball in the spring and the summer and, and in the fall, which for another episode, I think is probably too much, but I don't care if he plays football. I don't care if he plays uh, soccer. I don't care if he wrestles. I don't care if he plays in the band. Like he's going to do something that's going to get him outside of his comfort zone, keep him busy and moving. Right. Um, I tried to get him to play soccer early on because my brother and I did that when we were growing up. And it's just, it's really good sport for being active and staying in shape. But you know what? He played, I think maybe when he was four and five and he didn't like it, didn't want to do it again. And so I didn't force him like the the intent here is not to force our kids to do things they don't want to do. And I said, okay, that's fine. So what do you want to do next? So we did basketball and, you know, he likes basketball, but it's not his favorite. He's already said he doesn't really want to play that middle school. So what do you want to do next? And and he wanted to try flag football. Guess what? He loves it, but he's, he stays busy. And for kids that are six years old, guys, this, this just isn't an option. Like get them into other things and let them learn um, about different activities, right? Um, one other point that he made was, can we just do strength and conditioning? And, and you know, here you, you can, um, but there are at least two likely issues with this. One, it's expensive, okay? Um, I'm 100% supportive of strength and conditioning programs, especially as you get older. Um, but for the average parent, guys, myself included, um, I, we don't have the expertise or the facilities to do this correctly ourselves. And so to get out of it, what you need, you got to go at least three times a week, right? At least that's going to run you a minimum if you're lucky. And, and in most markets, I would argue that it's going to be more than this, but a hundred dollars a week, that's $400 a month. So why not pay 150 bucks for a whole basketball season? You practice and or play three days a week. Not only are you getting the strength and conditioning aspect of it, but you're learning new skills. You're putting them outside their comfort zone. You're getting coached by new and unfamiliar people uh, playing with other folks. You know, it's just different. And not only are they getting the physical benefits of that, but they're getting the problem solving benefits and uh, the experience of of being put into uh, maybe potential adversity and things that they just aren't comfortable with, like that's healthy for young kids. And so, instead of you know paying a whole lot of money for specific one on one or maybe small group strength and conditioning, play a sport, right? And it's way less money. Now, as your child gets older and you have the means, there's absolutely no harm in doing some strength and conditioning. I would say in or out of season. It just makes so much more sense though, for many different reasons to play other sports. Now the, the original post also mentions, you know, mental skills training. Well, again, there's not a lot of folks that are qualified to teach mental skills training to young athletes. Again, we're talking six-year-olds, eight-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds. 
So if you find the right resource, like I think there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there are mental skills coaches. There are, uh, you know, especially like adults, professional college and professional athletes use them. Business professionals use them. You know, nothing wrong with that. But playing another sport is going to be better for the masses for all the reasons that I just mentioned. Now, you know, what makes me an expert? Well, I I don't know that I'm an expert, but I've got a lot of experience with now a 20 year old who's done this now an 11 year old who's done this. And I've coached hundreds and hundreds of other kids. Here's the bottom line. Your son might actually end up a major league hall of famer having only played baseball his entire life. But in reality, there's a much better, I would say a well, a close to 0% chance that he's going to be a major leaguer anyways, right? And that's no offense to anybody, but if you just look at the numbers, it's very, 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 very small percentage of of kids who play baseball end up making money doing so. So, and and that's no matter what he does, right? No matter how he's born, no matter what he does, what you do, the means you have, that's just the statistics. But just, I would say, just as high schoolers aren't equipped to determine their ultimate career path, Nine-year-olds aren't equipped to know what's best for their athletic development. I think it's important to get our kids in uncomfortable situations, right? They played baseball for four years. Put them in a situation where they are not comfortable. Put them in a situation where they struggle. Put them in a situation where they're not the best on the team. See how they react. Because even if they stay in baseball and they're a stud, they're going to get to a level at some point, maybe it's sixth grade, maybe it's ninth grade, maybe it's a freshman in college where they're going to hit the brick wall of adversity. They're not the best. And trust me, guys, they're not going to know how to handle it. So let them do it now. Let them practice playing for coaches they don't know. You've got a most of you listening have a very small, tight knit group of parents that your kids and their kids play together. You go to eat together. Some of you vacation together. You practice together. You're together six, seven, eight, nine, ten months out of the year. Some of you 12. Get them out of that comfort zone and encourage them to do things different. Put them in a position to learn how to compete in other ways. Okay? Because we're seeing this this year, half of our team is in middle school and, um, you know, there, there's a couple of things I'm seeing. One, they don't know the coach, right? They're the youngest out there. They're, you, they're, they're the, the smallest out there. They don't, they can't just pick up the phone and talk about why they're not happy. And their kid is the one actually having to deal with the coach. If, if you keep them in this little box, they're not going to be able to handle that, right? So there's very little downside to playing multiple sports. And frankly, there's very little upside in specializing at an early age. There is bukus of uh, material, right, that that back that up. But I mean, honestly, guys, their bodies aren't even developed yet. Um, what makes me the most nervous about some of you that um, are specializing early and already in your mind, have it said that they're going to be a high school stud and they're going to play in college. And trust me, I have these conversations like people think that lots of people think this uh, and I'm not judging. I'm just trying to educate. But what about the kid who is an absolute stud at 10 years old 
just because he developed faster. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster. Maybe he's more mentally mature. So you pour all your resources into year-round baseball, off-season baseball-specific strength and conditioning training, mental skills training. And then he quits when he gets to seventh grade because he stopped growing in sixth grade and he couldn't compete anymore. Like that happens. He never even had a chance to play in college because his body, like, let's be honest, there's not many Jose Altuve's out there, right? Um, It can happen, but the chances are very slim. But the problem now is a seventh or eighth grade and it's too late to start another sport. It's too late to get pick up basketball. It's too late to pick up football. And maybe not, but probably to be, you know, able to pick it up and just run with it. Um, You know, there's other sports, wrestling, basketball, potentially, um, depending on the position and and your specific makeup, you know, that that you could physically be, you know, capable of doing. But you don't have it mentally because you never tried it and you're starting from scratch. You don't understand the game. So there's just so little upside guys in specializing in baseball when they're so young. I just, I don't understand it. Now, again, there's always exceptions. And I think it's it's a totally different conversation when you get to maybe eighth grade, ninth grade. Um, I'm still not a proponent of not playing other sports. I think that you should play as many sports as you can, but I definitely see the value and potentially additional training and focus based on the trajectory of, of certain players uh, career. Right. So Here's the thing. I love baseball. I want to play it all the time, but I know that it's not smart and healthy for my son to do that 12 months out of the year. Um, <clears throat> we all need a break. Go sign up for soccer, football, lacrosse, wrestling, basketball, um, something else. There's going to be plenty of time to get ready for the baseball season. You can still throw. Um, like my kid, for example, we've not picked up a baseball since the fall season was over. And I do not, which was uh, at least a month ago. Um, here we are, November 30th. Actually, it was, it was more than a month ago. Um, I don't plan on picking up a baseball at least until January, and it would be indoors. But look, he's at recess every day. He's in fifth grade. He's playing football. So I know he's throwing the ball. He played flag football. He's throwing the ball, right? He's doing things. Your bodies need a break. Do other things. Get them outside of their comfort zone. I promise you, they will be better in the long run. And in the short term, they'll actually be better next season because they spent time running, jumping, changing directions, and learning other skills and sports, putting their bodies in different situations and scenarios that they had to get out of and work in will make them better next season. Now, that's pretty much it for that topic. We could go into a lot of subtopics from what I've talked about today and probably will as we go forward. Uh, But I want to let you know, we've got a few really exciting things lined up. So I've got the orthopedic surgeon who has experience with elbow pain in youth athletes, specifically baseball players. I've also got a guy out of California who really has some cool ideas on how to change youth baseball development in terms of the structure of the game and teams and the leagues. I think that's really cool. And then I've got another guest that that I'm talking to who is actually currently uh, almost 
set to release a, a book about how the game of baseball has changed, even at the, the big league level, but how that is changing the game at the co- collegiate level, the high school level, and down into the travel baseball arena. And I'm hoping to have him on and possibly even let you guys have some type of either early access or discount code so that you can get his book. But I'm excited about those things. My intent here is to bring additional commentary from other people. At the end of the day, I just want you to grab some nuggets of information so that you, your son, your family, your coach can get more out of their experience um, as we move forward in their youth baseball career. As always, thanks again for listening. Uh, If you haven't, go to getelbowup.com. That's getelbowup.com and subscribe. It's free, no spam. You can unsubscribe anytime. Find us on um, Facebook at Elbow Up Youth Baseball. I've also got a link in there to a a group. Uh, It's not really quite big enough yet, but I'm trying to grow that so that we can have some conversation. Most of my listeners seem to have Facebook accounts, and uh, I find that asking questions and getting feedback in there is pretty good, but we need to continue to grow that group so that we can have some meaningful back and forth. There are no, you know, tournament advertisements or announcements, um, uh, tryout announcements in there. So we want to try to keep it to uh, just questions and answers so that um, it can continue to provide value. But um, as always, if you have any questions, let me know. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. (laughs) 